to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? You melting yet? Yeah. Yes, we have today. We've, we've been out um, having lunch outside uh, with um, your your, um, your sister, and uh, it was really hot. My goodness, they don't seem to feel it, but us oldens do. And they didn't have any, well, they haven't got any shade there, so we were just in the sun. We had our sort of straw hats on, so we didn't get it on that um heads and faces but we were feeling beginning to feel a bit drained after a little while but i shouldn't complain because it's been absolutely gorgeous and it was lovely to do that as well but are you wearing trousers oh definitely that's probably you need shorts in this weather i'm wearing shorts right now no 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 no, i don't go i I don't do shorts (laughs) that might be why you're so hot yeah, possible. It's possible. Yeah. But it, it is I, I, very warm. Um, I don't change habits of lifetimes. I've I've never never worn tra- shorts. Well, I have. I mean, I've, I've I used to play tennis as a as a youngster. Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's something you didn't know. Yeah, from you know, um, sort of. I suppose mid-teens onwards for about ten years, I would think. Um, I play tennis regularly. Were you very good? You must have been. You're oh, quite athletic. You're quite sporty. Oh, of course I was, yes. Uh, no, well, I, yeah, good. I, I was as good at that as I was at golf. And I wasn't that good at golf. So that gives you an idea. But I, I love I, I I playing tennis. Yeah. I played with somebody who um, I worked with, in fact, uh, in, a, in a business. And uh, he was very good. It used to thrash me every time, but um, it was good. It was good, and um, you know, I, I still gave him a game. But uh, and I played with other friends of mine as well, and uh, other girls as well. We, we we mixed it a bit. Yeah, had a, had, we had a good time. Really good time. I um I I love tennis myself, and uh, I've got the same situation as a friend of mine, who is just he's one of these people that is good at everything sporty mm. like mm. he could have never done it before and he'll just pick up a tennis racket and you teach him five minutes later he'll be thrashing you already like he's he's very he's very good but he's been doing it for years and years and years but he's a very sporty person and i'm exactly the same he just he just thrashes me <laughs> every mm. time we play but i love tennis i love it. Oh, it's, it it's it's a very good sport it's a good sport when you're younger uh after I suppose I did have a couple of games uh, in my thirties, but uh, after that, I didn't. I went to golf then. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you could do both, but I, I preferred golf, and I played that for many, 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 many years. Still do. I haven't for the last eighteen months or so because of the problems we've had uh, generally. But um, a friend of mine, we were talking about it only yesterday, saying that we'll we'll probably get out and have another. Another game or two. Well, it's good golfing weather right now. It's very good golfing weather. It, it's actually a bit hot for golf, to be honest. We prefer it when it's uh, uh, not quite so blistering. 
at the moment it is blistering. Yeah. And that's very hot. But mind you, we used to, and we will still go early in the morning. We used to leave about uh, quarter to eight, get to the golf a couple of hours there so it it wasn't too bad that but midday uh, i wouldn't be able to play now not midday yeah in this weather you're and you're a bit cooler down there by the coast it's not so hot down yes we are yes we are when it's still hot though um generally speaking we have a a breeze almost a permanent breeze Uh, but uh today it hasn't been very um strong so therefore it does feel hotter mm. Mm. well that's see that's the difference up here is that there is zero breeze where we are at the moment in london mm. and that's why it feels yeah. even hotter um but yeah anyway we've been talking about the weather for five minutes um as typical british people do mm. um but oh yes but um yeah I, I hope everyone's doing all right and coping well uh where you are in the UK, if you're in the UK listening to this and going through the same heat wave as, as we are. Um, so this week, uh, you've done a new picture and I want to talk about that. Um, mm. Again, you've kind of uh, deviated from what you normally do and you've gone, I think you were describing it uh, in the last week's episode um, and sort of going along the same theme of these these pictures that are, very foliage heavy um mm. with mm. something very interesting um tell us about this one it, it it looks beautiful but it looks hard it is and i did hesitate when i saw this i thought you know we've got uh, a bridge we've got water we've got a lot of foliage and dense foliage as well there's a wood in there as well Above the bridge, you can see lots of trees going into um, the distance as a wood. So and I thought, God, can we put all these elements together and make it work? And it did. And I, I did. But the, the structure of the uh, picture is what people will find interesting. See, what I'm doing now, as I told you last week, we're I'm kind of trying to push the boat out a bit, up my game, and in turn, up um, our students' game. Not everybody will want to do this kind of picture. And if you don't, and I understand you don't, because it's really difficult to get something like that with so many variations of tones and colours to look natural. I mean, I've, I've been doing it for a long time now, in part, I've never done anything I don't think quite like that. But and then you add water, still water to it. You you are really um, you know pushing the boat out. I think, and and the bridge too. Now when we start, when I started off, the bridge was is very architecturally correct. I used a rule. Now I don't often do this, but I used to. I had to use a rule. If you tried to do something like that freehand, it would have looked awful, to be fair. And then, however good you were at producing all the foliage and the water, you'd have had the rickety old bridge in the middle, and it wouldn't have worked. So I had to be faithful to the photographic reference. 
That's the only area I was faithful to, because the only area I actually drew out, um, as I say, with a rule. So, and I show all this on the uh, on the video, and I show exactly how I did it and why I did it. And once you once the bridge was in, it looked very odd because it was virtually in the middle of the picture, isn't it? Mm. And then you had to surround everything else, and there was no drawing at all. I didn't draw it at all. You can't, not with foliage. You've got to kind of you could map it out generally, which is what I did with a graphite pencil because it's on the sand coloured paper. This just 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 roughly, but I never kept to those lines anyway. You you don't when you're doing a three and and. About um, I did. I started at the top and worked my way down, and the, the, on the original picture, it's difficult to actually see it. Although we will be showing once we put the thing up, we'll be showing the uh, original picture. You can just make out the tree, just make it out, but it's not very obvious because it's sunk into the density. Of the there's a branch that runs across the top, and I decided to leave that in. And at that point, really, there was a point there when it really—I didn't know whether it was going to work. To be fair, it looked really odd pulling a tree because you have to put it, you have to make it very dark. And I used one seven five directly into that. There was no base colours. I never got it dark enough. But then what I did, uh, I managed to get the tree in and looked very odd. And then had to reposition all the foliage around it to create the effect that I wanted. I knew what I was looking for, uh, but to reach it, you, you've got there's a lot of work involved in it. But it, it gave it a kind of density, and uh, that I I really liked. And of course, the contrast between that and the beautiful flowers, and it's I. It was somebody's garden. That's what it was. Do you know, I'm not even so sure whether it was Monet. You know, Monet's garden. You know, lots and lots of paintings done of them. He did a lot as well. Uh, but it was a bit more impressionistic than what I did there. But I felt that what I was wanted to do, I wanted to, to follow the idea of the foliage and the colours are enormous. I don't think I used as many colours in this picture as I did the last one, which is a surprise because I thought you'd have thought looking at that I'd have used more, uh, but I didn't. There was a few few less, not very many, yes, but it's probably in the mid thirties I would think in terms of pencils. But once again, the Karen Dash came into its own, and I I do emphasise that if people haven't got Karen Dash and they're using the um, Faber or Carbatello or Creticolor, whatever pencils they're using, they'll be able to do it. But the Caran d'Ache gives it just that little bit extra because it's very soft. But it is a, it's an add-on Caran d'Ache as opposed to um, you know, putting it on to start with. Sometimes I did, and certainly when the, you were looking at the, the light areas, very light areas, I did put Caran d'Ache directly on that. But with a pastel matte paper, you can also then uh, go over the top of the darker as well. You've got to, it's a, a mixed bunch, really, of techniques that ended up, I felt, to be a really good picture. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm back. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about the uh, those light colours. They've got of those ones, especially in the bottom left corner. Have they gone over the top of dark colours? No, no, they haven't. They, they they go directly on. You work from you work from light to dark there. To start with, you can then reverse it. Uh, but you've, you've really got – If the trouble is, Steve, if you put dark colours on, even if you've got Caran d'Ache, you're never going to get them bright enough. So you've got to be really careful there that you don't put too much strength and depth on. You've got to work that up. It's the same with all the foliage, really. Um, with all the dark uh, foliage that you see there, I would start with either um, a light, to medium green or a medium to dark green to, to start putting those um, um, very dark uh, green foliage on. Because if you don't do that, if you put dark on straight away, you're never going to get that uh, light to be as light as you need it. And on the, conversely, of course, if you put too much light on, you're not going to get it dark enough. You see where 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 I'm coming from on this, as I said, this is an up up your game job. This is you you you've got to you've got to think very carefully before you do that with the pastel pencil. If you were using oil or acrylic, you wouldn't have a problem because you can overpaint. Uh, I don't think it. Yeah, you probably would. It could be okay. You could because it's a lot thicker oil and acrylic. But pastel pencils, you can't do that. And you certainly couldn't do it with watercolour. You couldn't do that picture with watercolour. Not 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 in the same uh, intense uh, strength of um, contrast. It just wouldn't work. So pastel pencils is the only medium that you could actually do that with, I think, and create the same um, illusion. And as far as I'm concerned, it's... As I said to you um, when I sent you the picture, I think this is something that has opened a, a whole new floodgate of uh, pictures for me. Not just all gardens, but uh, when I do gardens and architecture and and, and uh, general landscapes, I can use some of the techniques that I've built up and learned from that. This is what I want to see um, other people do as well. If you're a pastel pencil artist. Yeah. Um, the thing that's striking me as the, the more I'm looking at this picture is which bits came first? Because I'm looking at like the woods above the distant woods, the trees above the bridge and thinking, did you put that in first or did that come after the tree that's above it? Mm. Because <laughs> you can't tell where no, can't. the order of things have been put on because there's so much dimension in the picture that you can't tell which bits came first, like which bits you did first. And, and you picked that out because it is one of the, the more difficult sections of that picture. You have to, what you have to, once the bridges, the bridge was the first thing that went in. I tell you that, that was it. There was nothing. I did a, uh, did I or didn't? I can't remember whether I actually put foliage to help me. Sometimes I do, just as a contrast to help me. But I think basically the bridge went in first, and then you have to work around the bridge. That's where the difficulty is, especially above that, as you were saying, it, it looks like a wood. And I did that 
probably spent more time on that than any other area of the picture because you, you first of all you have to put the the mid-tone colors on first that's what you have to do even if you put the 175 played a very very large part of that but you can't put it on first you've got to put the mid colors mid colors like uh, 174 168 for instance these are two colors that come to mind and then then you can darken from there you, you go dark then you come light again but you're never going to get it bright again. Do you see what I mean? You get the kind of, you go, start with the medium colors, then you go dark, and then you go lighter. Then you go dark again, then you go lighter again. And you keep going backwards and forwards until you end up with what I've got there. All of this is on the video, though. I'm, I'm probably making quite a poor job of trying to explain it, but that's, it needs to seem to be believed how it's done. But the effect is stunning. I've done this before um, in other pictures, similar things, but not quite as intense as that. I didn't really need to have to do that. I could have made it all foliage, really, couldn't I, above the bridge? But that doesn't satisfy me. I wanted to have depth. I wanted people to go into it and, and feel like they could walk across that bridge, find a path and walk into the woods. That's my aim, really, when I'm doing something like that. Yeah, because what's interesting about this is there's those, those people, which is not generally what you go for when you're doing your landscapes. Usually there's people in them. And mm. we've spoken about this on previous podcasts, but now you're picking subjects where there isn't people in. Um, mm. and you're, you're, but you're creating lots of other interesting um, aspects of a picture. You're creating lots mm. of other little interesting um, features of a picture without people or other objects. You know, you've got one object in this. The rest of it keeps the picture interesting. Is just, I say, just dimension, but it is dimension that that makes it so interesting to look at. Mm. The bit I liked um, probably more than most is where the foreground is very strong over the water. And one of the things there is what you do first, you do the water, you bring that all the way down, and then you put the light back on, or do you put the light and then you bring the water down? Well, actually, what I did there, I brought the water down to the point where I knew that I was going to put the light color on, if you see what I mean, like in a fusion area. But below that light color that you've got in the foreground, there's no pastel underneath it at all. It was all done with the light tones in filling the dark tones where necessary. And this is what made that so successful, I think. And what made it successful for me to be able to create that feel the depth of, of the, um, the distance between the foreground, the water, the bridge, and the distance. You've got that trans transition going back into it. And uh, that's uh, that's what makes a picture, I think, because you're working on a two-dimensional uh, image, really, you know, and creating a three-dimensional effect. Mm. It's very clever. Very clever. I think um, people are going to be fascinated to see. I'm looking forward to seeing the footage and how you did that. Um, I'm sure that people will find that interesting and helpful. Um, 
Well, one point I would bring up, Steve, you mentioned about people in that. Um, you're quite right. Uh, and uh, when I was listening to you, I said I could have put people in, but where would I put them? Would I put them on the bridge? That would have been too contrived. It would have, it would have spoiled the picture, I think, if I'd done that. Uh, so there was nowhere to put them. I could have had them paddling in the water, I suppose, but that wouldn't have worked either. <laughs> no, no, I, there was no way. Something like that, you can't really include people in. You don't yeah. need them. Yeah. It's a peaceful scene. You can imagine sort of walking there and thinking, oh, isn't it lovely? And I, the birds are singing and I can hear the water rippling and this sort of thing. You don't really need people to distract you. Mm. That's lovely. It makes sense. It does make sense. Um, so what's uh, what's next? What are you up to coming up? What have you got planned? Well, <laughs> I've got some I've got some cracking pictures coming. I've got um, let me see four pictures which I have um, coming up, and uh, they the, the next one is for any cat lovers will love it. So. You you included, but it's different. And I'm looking at pictures that are different now, a little bit different. And uh, this one, I'm not going to give this away because it's going to be, when I present it to you next week, and uh, hopefully it will be done by the next podcast, and we'll be talking about it, and I can explain uh, a little bit more. But uh, it, it was such a lovely picture, I thought I've got to do it. The only clue I would give you is uh, it, it's a it's a it's a grey pussy, and it's not a million miles away from uh, a grey cat which I did years and years ago, almost at the beginning of my work, and it had a terrific uh, review on YouTube. It, in fact, I haven't recently, but it went. It, it was it was a very very popular picture. So, and I, it's kind of similar. Okay. In similarish to that in colours. So I'm looking, really looking forward to it, but it's going to be very different. As you will see when you see it, and you think, oh, he was right. And then I've got another couple uh, of pictures, which again, I've accent there is going to be on colour big time. Okay. So some nice ones, but. But different ones. I'm I'm trying to push the boat out a bit, and I've had my fill now. The last couple of pictures of the uh, foliage and uh, flowers. So I, I think I want a bit of a change. But I'm I'll be going back. Brilliant. Sure as eggs, I should be going back because I want to do more uh, of that kind of thing. Fantastic! Oh, lots to be looking forward to. Then can't wait to see this uh, picture next week. Um, in the meantime. Uh, members uh, and students will be able to keep an eye on the school um, uh, page because there's some new classes going up. We've added two more today. This is Thursday, um, day before this podcast goes up. We added two more uh, girl and shadow pictures that we spoke about on the podcast a little while ago. And I think we've got another seven more um, that are just about ready to go up as well. So um, over the next week, few days of people listening to this should be able to visit the school and have a quite a few more classes to to pick from uh, as either part of your membership or available to enroll in uh, separately so um, yeah 
there's lots of good stuff coming and um, we'll keep you all posted um part three of our q a with jason went up a few days ago so people can watch uh, the the whole series now of one, two, and three parts uh, with our Q and A with Jason and uh, people have been uh, so lovely sharing their um, feedback with us uh, on that and sending lots of nice uh, kind words about uh, how much they've enjoyed it. So um, we're so pleased and um, yeah, hopefully there'll be more in the future with not just Jason but with potentially uh, some other artists as well. So um, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for all of that. Um, but for now, we will leave it there for this week. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.